My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hello, hello. Um, So yeah, I'm really pumping out the episodes this week. Um, I have a lot of interviews that I did last winter that I still haven't released. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping to to get some of them out uh, sooner rather than later. Um, this interview, yeah, I recorded last February um, with a friend and longtime planter, Andrew Lewis. And the thing I loved about, you know, meeting Andrew for the first time is just like you can feel his love for tree planting. And that was like something I really resonate with as someone who also loves planting is is yeah, just meeting someone else who has that same, just like genuine love for it, you know, call us crazy or whatever. But um, yeah, just like really loved being out there. And uh, yeah, so Andrew had quite a lengthy planting career. Um, and really, he did a lot of super long seasons as well. And so um, yeah, we go into, you know, Andrew's uh, career in planting. And then of course, uh, his newest venture which has been starting a tree planting company down in Australia with his partner. Um, And so, yeah, we talk all about Pacific reforestation, how it came about, what it's like running a planting company, especially as a Canadian and then running a planting company down in Australia. And so how they have structured that. Of course, this episode and this interview was really meant to you know, be able to pique interest here in Canada for Canadian planters to have the opportunity to go down and and work for Andrew, work for Pacific Reforestation down under. Um, unfortunately, you know, the world had other plans because as we all know, uh, the borders are still closed. So unfortunately, as a Canadian, if you're in Canada right now, you are not able to get a work visa and go down and plant in Australia. However, you know, we still wanted to release this um, because, of course, the planting season in Australia is just about to start. And so if you are a listener who is currently in Australia, um, you know, whether you're already a planter or not, and you're interested in planting this season in Australia, have a listen to this episode. And of course, I've got uh, a bunch of links for you guys in the show notes, um, a link to the Pacific Reforestation webpage, um, and a few other things. So if you are interested, uh, you can certainly reach out to them. And uh, yeah, because I know they are looking for planters right now to finish their hiring for the season. And uh, it sounds like they have a pretty good season lined up. So so yeah, um, you know, keep in mind that this was all recorded uh, pre-COVID. But um, but yeah, you can also check out their Facebook page for any sort of updates um, or reach out to them asking about the season. So hopefully getting this out there, you know, can still can still reach some planters who are able to go plant in Australia. But regardless, it really provides uh, an insight into planting in Australia, especially from someone who has the Canadian perspective as well. So really being able to sort of compare and contrast the two. And hopefully for in the future when borders open back up again, um, yeah, this would definitely be a great company to reach out to if you are looking to eventually, uh, you know, go plant in, in other countries like Australia being one of them. So I hope you all enjoy the episode and stay tuned for uh, a different COVID recap coming in a few days on Friday. Andrew, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, doing really well. Doing really well. Uh, um, 
I'm here in uh, beautiful Tinkan Bay in Australia, and um, yeah, just excited to be on the show with you, and um, just really stoked for what you're doing, and um, reaching out to all the planters there, and I think this is um, a great forum that you started up here, so yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, let's just start with uh, a little bit about you first. Of course, I know who you are, but the listeners might not. So just tell them who you are. Um, all right. Um, well, my name is Andrew Lewis. Um, originally from Toronto, Ontario. Um, I now live uh, here in Australia and run Pacific Reforestation with my amazing partner, Tale, um, who just had a son, Bodhi, uh, he's about a year old. And yeah, we're just uh, doing our, our planting thing down here and uh, just loving it really, yeah. Right on, so I'm really curious. I mean, you've been in the game for quite a while, um, quite a while even before me. And so, especially being from Toronto, how did you get into tree planting? Um, well, yeah, so uh, I'm from, like downtown Toronto um, and I was just doing my thing. I finished up high school and um, uh, started up, needed the summer job like so many other people to pay for uni. And um, uh, my dad, um, he knew a guy who had been in uh, planting for a long time and uh, just put us in touch and I wanted to give it a try. So uh, he put me on to a contract outside of Thunder Bay uh, with Brinkman and uh, didn't really think that it was gonna snowball in such a way into like this full lifelong career. But um, yeah, I just wanted a change from the city life and uh, gave it a try and pretty much the first day uh, I was hooked. So since then, this is what I've been doing. And so how many years ago was that? Uh, that was in 2005. So this is my 16th uh, straight season. And um, so most of them have been pretty long. Um, first year, yeah, I did Ontario and Alberta and then Ontario, Alberta, BC. So they started getting pretty long, like over a hundred day seasons um, since my second year. And um, yeah, 16 years straight. And um, I don't really see myself slowing down. Um, kind of love it. So did you start um, like after you'd finished high school then? Were you, like, were you going to school or anything or you were just kind of working and like figuring things out? Um, well, yeah, just kind of, I finished up uh, high school and then uh, I did first year of um, uh, post-secondary and then I found out about planting and um, I, I still remember it, uh, uh, my friend Amanda, she had gone planting before and uh, yeah, I still remember she told me, oh, it's so amazing like you're just out there and you can just look at all these flowers and it's so chill um i definitely <laughs> I had a different experience but i remember buying like my bags and shovels from her in a mall for 60 bucks for like the set and she had like done one year and was just like yeah here you go and uh so that was pretty unique yeah it definitely is not uh, looking at flowers. Yes, definitely not. Um, so this is a great segue then into uh, how has tree planting changed or impacted your life? Um, well, I guess uh, extremely fundamentally has uh, changed my life um, in almost every single way. So um, I started up and then once I uh, got the bug and uh, I did two years in Ontario and then went out west and uh, just kind of it's it, it is my life now so to say how has it changed it it is uh, in a very big way so 
uh, me and my partner both plant and almost all my friends are planters. Um, and it was a big breath of fresh air um, from the city life. So I guess at the beginning, how I changed it was just exposing me to all of the really amazing characters who do go planting. Um, you know, you've got artists and you've got um, scholars and uh, dirtbags and fringe people and you just get exposed to um, so many different people and it's just a beautiful community to get thrown into and uh, yeah so for that I'm I'm forever grateful um, I always say that uh, like planting saved my life or changed my life uh, uh, because I was just doing the, the city thing and you know could have ended up just in an office job but instead I just get to spend my days in uh, nature and surrounded by people who like to smile a lot and yeah so I love that and um, uh, the community that is the planting community is uh, one of the most kind of connected and inspiring communities to be a part of. So um, I'm glad to be part of that, um, but also uh, to be able to give back. And that's, it's one of the big reasons why uh, we started Pacific Reforestation um, is just to kind of give a place for people to come and um, be part of that community. And we can kind of foster uh, the vibes that we want instead of just kind of jumping around from different companies and jumping on their vibes, we can kind of start and manifest our own thing. So yeah, it's, it's really good. And um, I love the life. Yeah, I would, I would agree with, uh, with so much of what you said. And uh... And yeah, it's it's crazy how it really can change the trajectory of of one's life. And the more people I talk to, the more stories I, I hear like that. Um, and and of course, as we touched on earlier, you know, it's not uh, just staring at flowers. Um, so highs and lows to this job, of course, just like life. And I'm curious what your favorite tree planting memory is. Um. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say uh, when I got the call that we had been awarded our first contract here in Australia, um, I was uh, just outside of Sydney. I was um, working like a, a landscaping job and I got the call that uh, the bid that I put in for the work had been accepted and they wanted to give us a go. And um, I remember yeah, hanging up from that conversation and just giving a big old fist pump and um, being really excited, like felt like won the Super Bowl or something. And it was a really amazing feeling to kind of have that um, big dream of mine uh, finally become reality. And then everything that subsequently happened after that uh, has just been the roller coaster of life, but um, that moment and getting that call and um, yeah, just that feeling that kind of landed the fish and um, it was actually gonna be a reality was um, just really stands out to me as a really special moment. Now you've done, you know, like you said, uh, 16 seasons and a lot of those seasons, like you've put in like really big seasons. Um, so you spent a lot of time out there, a lot of time on the block. Uh, what is your worst tree planting memory? Um, yeah, well, um, I kind of, I have one that um, I had, I was not planting at the time. I'd uh, just finished up planting for the season just a couple of weeks before and um, a bunch of my friends and um, my planting partner had gone to 
uh, Ontario to, um, to the August plan. And um, then I got the call that um, there'd been an accident and my planting partner, Alan, had um, uh, perished in a quad bike accident. And uh, uh, that was really impactful and it was a real tragedy. And um, the world lost like a really amazing soul that day. So um, getting that call really opened up my eyes to like the, the seriousness of the industry as well. And that what we're doing out there definitely needs to, you need to kind of be paying attention to what you're doing and you need to be focused on safety and focused on um, just not being so wild westy, so cowboy and um, uh, alum was a, a really safe guy and had a good head on his shoulders and it was just like a really um, unfortunate accident but definitely yeah getting that call was um, a bit of a bit of a hammer to the heart and um, it uh, wasn't the wasn't the last uh, loss that I've had uh, in the planting game, but um, definitely was the first one and um, was pretty impactful to me. So um, yeah, we all miss him and I uh, wish that he was still in the game and still with us. And uh, yeah, so I would probably say that's uh, up there with the worst. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm so sorry um, about that. Um, just want to say that first and of course I know of other other losses that that you've experienced and uh, yeah it's an can be an unfortunate reality of the job but yeah we have seen a lot of improvements you know um, in the last few decades in, in regards to safety which is which is a great thing to see and uh, you know I'm curious too um, you know after that happened and as your eyes were really open to the realities of, yeah, that this can also be a dangerous job. Um, well, just really like any other job, but the accidents can happen. And did it, did it ever make you want to stop tree planting or do you feel like it really strengthened, um, you know, your ties to, to planting and to, to the community that you formed there? Um, yeah, I think um, uh, definitely the, the latter there um, really, uh, bonded us who knew him really well and um, you know in in that loss is um, yeah you you kind of you bond together in a way that is very unique and it, it felt like losing a family member because we we're all uh, so tight um, so I definitely at that time I like doubled down on the life and uh, it also was amazing to see the company that I was working for at the time um, also take it really, really seriously and um, they upped all of their uh, safety protocols and they, they just stepped forward in a way that I really respected and that also gave me um, a lot of trust in working with them. Um, that they, you know, the accident happened. Um, other accidents, of course, will happen um, in the future, but how do we just mitigate that risk and um, move forward planting trees in, in the safest possible way? So um, seeing their reaction and um, how, how they just stepped forward um, was really Great. And I knew at that time that if I was out there working with them, that my safety and um, my life and the life of other people was the number one priority. So that gave me a lot of um, faith and um, a lot of respect for working with them. So, I mean, of course, you know, you're running a company now, which we're going to talk about here in a second, but uh, so I don't know how much 
time you really have these days to uh, to put some trees in the ground. But um, yeah, curious how long you plan to to plant for into the future. And and I mean probably pretty long just with with your company um hopefully but but yeah do you do you try and still get trees in the ground every year like how long do you see yourself doing that for um yeah well um i i actually um <laughs> people have been uh telling me almost my whole career that uh, um <laughs> that i'm crazy like that um it's sick how much i actually love it trees like, <laughs> love it uh so you know any day that i can have the bags on and uh be putting them in the ground is it's a good day and um i do try and uh plant as much as i can and i am even uh trying to organize things in a way that uh maybe i could come back to canada and just do a bit of bit of cameo planting on a, a few shows see some buddies um but it uh yeah i don't get to plant as much as i used to it's uh more uh holding a radio than a shovel but um yeah in, in terms of uh when i when i stop uh i don't i don't really see myself stopping anytime soon like uh the business is going really well um we're growing we're getting a really good team around us and um so definitely um pacific reforestation is um just in its infancy uh but uh me planting trees i i would love to uh anytime if, if anyone's got a good contract and uh, i got a few friends there definitely go and put some trees in there um yeah so i i just love it i uh it's there's something, there's like a rush that you get from just managing a piece and um, bagging up and you kind of psych yourself up and get in there and uh, it's just you, the trees and the broken sticks and uh, yeah, there's just something really special about planting that um, I still have a strong connection to. So. Uh, definitely my bag up days are not over, um, but few and far between. <laughs> are you pretty stoked about, uh, you know, your little one growing up and putting some trees in the ground? Uh, uh, yeah, he, uh, um, he definitely will probably uh, plant. He, he has planted uh, one tree already. Uh, nice. Nice. My uh, dad, but... Uh, <laughs> It's, uh, it's pretty good, yeah. Um, he came out uh, to the bush with us at uh, three weeks old. So I'm um, pretty young, started pretty young. <laughs> uh, but, so he's definitely gonna be a little kid and um, I'm really excited to uh, be raising him up in, in that fashion and um, planting here is pretty grassroots. So it's, uh, it's good to, bring them up in it. There's lots of uh, different people and there's always a fair few babysitters around or baby holders at least. So <laughs> that's good. Baby in the back bag, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do. He was a little small before, but I do want to uh, uh, go and plant some trees, do a bag up with him. Oh, that'd be awesome. He's so cute. Yeah. He's, um, He's going to be a little charger, so. All right. Well, yeah, let's hear about Pacific Reforestation because, you know, I don't even really know the story. I just kind of saw it on Facebook that you'd like started this company and I was like, holy crap, this is super cool. And yeah, I'm really curious about how it all came about. Um, yeah, so um me and my partner, um, we moved to Australia in 2015, and um, we actually left all of our planting gear in Canada, and um, we were hoping to just start new careers at that time. You know, I'd done um, 10 or 11 seasons, and I was, you know, thought I'd hit my milestone. I'd um, 
got my million trees and um, I, was, I was ready to kind of move on. And then um, within days of landing in Australia, um, we were approached by a planting company and they wanted us to um, manage an upcoming project. And we were just scratching our heads and we we're like, oh, I don't know. And so uh, the money was good. And so we did it. Um, and then uh, we worked with that company um, for about a year and a half and um, just kind of learned the, learned the ropes in Australia. And um, they kind of weren't really involved in forestry at the time. And they wanted uh, me to explore um, that option. So um, we looked at that market and um, kind of made a few contacts. And then uh, we decided that we could kind of branch out and do our own thing. And so we kind of started saving and got a little bit of money together and then started Pacific Reforestation. And um, it's been a really cool journey. Um, it's been a lot of work and um, we're just loving it. So we kind of, we got a few friends together who um, some of them worked for the company that we were uh, working for. And then others flew over from Canada when they heard that we were doing our own thing. Um, and they really supported us uh, our first couple of years, which was really great. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, we bought a Toyota Land Cruiser off my buddy for thousand bucks and then another Toyota Hilux for a couple of grand uh, got a trailer together and we couldn't even afford a quad bike at first so we kind of had to just start small and build it up and uh, you know I'm just really grateful for those people who were with us at the very beginning and some of those people are still with us um, which is always great uh, to just keep keep that family growing and together. So, um, yeah, we we started it mostly because the industry is a bit it was well, very different from Canada, and we saw how people were doing it here, and uh, we thought that we could add a bit of uh, Canadian flavor to the Australian market and um, fill a niche or fill a, uh, a hole that was there. And, um, we wanted to treat people really fairly and just have a company that respected the planters as much as uh, we respected the industry. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why we started it, was just to um, bring those vibes and um, create a space for planters to flourish. Um, uh, I'm a strong believer in that. Like, I just want a place, just like I had at my planting company in, uh, in Canada, is just wanting to foster a place for planters to be themselves and grow as uh, young individuals um, through working hard, planting trees, meeting people, getting into relationships, um, getting into trouble, all sorts of stuff. So um, yeah, it's definitely been a, a journey of, of hard work and, um, a lot of long days so and long seasons it's a very long season here in australia so um it's been fun though i'm curious if you had ever planted in australia before like before you guys had um sort of moved down there um and i i assume you met your your partner planting as well like was she was she from Canada as well, or was she originally from Australia? Um, like, I'm just curious if, if either of you had any experience already, or if you just kind of like 
jumped in with um, the opportunity with that other company? Yeah, so um, uh, my, my partner is um, Australian. Um, yeah, so uh, she was planting in Canada and um, I just um, shifted camps and um, started working with Clearwater and then um, she showed up and it was uh, kind of a bit of a bit of a love story you know love at first sight and then um, I had dreamed about running a company in Australia for a long time and um, she had just been planting in Australia and was telling me about it um, and so but I had um, I had planted in Australia when I was uh, 20 and I didn't even know that they did tree planting in Australia and I was at uh, a festival the Woodford Folk Festival and I was just walking around this camping area and I saw a bush pro shovel just <laughs> and I was like whoa what is that doing here so I moseyed into their campground and they were like, yeah, what's up, man? I, yeah, we're tree planters. Yeah, we're starting in like three weeks. Do you want to plant with us? And I was like, yeah, I'm broke and I would love to. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Um, so um, I hopped in the truck and we drove to like the tropics in far north Queensland. And um, that, that was my third planting season in between my yeah it was like my off season between my second year and my third year um and then I just had the best time ever I it was like the coolest people had a lot of fun and um it was so inspiring how grassroots it was and we were like um building trailers and camp to like move trees around and um, everybody just lived together in barns and it was like this um, traveling family just cruising around far north Queensland planting trees um, running away from floods and yeah it was it was really cool and so planted with them for um, three and a half months and then I came back really inspired and um, wanting to get back to Australia. And um, it's, it's very difficult um, to start a company in Australia without a Australian. Um, so I could never really do it. But then I met Tale and she was keen on the idea. And um, so, you know, in, in so many ways uh, without Talley, um, I couldn't have uh, made my dream a reality. And um, it definitely, um, we are such a team in every single way of starting Pacific. And it just, wherever my faults are, she helps me. And wherever her faults are, I help her. And um, it's just been like a really beautiful partnership of starting the company. and. Uh, been a balancing act of everything but uh yeah the it just kind of came from that we we met in Clearwater and just moved to Australia but yeah it's uh, it's, it's been a fun adventure that's awesome um I also love planting in Clearwater so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah I've been there sort of the last couple of seasons and uh, I'm doing another contract there in June. And yeah, cause I love going further North and that's like the interior rainforest, like coastal ground. And yeah, it's, it's such a sweet little spot tucked away that not enough people go to. So yeah. And that's, yeah. So cool that that all sort of worked out. Um, do you guys operate like, you know, like a Canadian company does like, cause you mentioned there's a lot of things that are different. So do you, do you use the same gear? Um, you know, like 
yeah the ways I know I've sort of heard that the land is like generally more prep there like it's kind of more like farmers fields um but yeah I'm curious as to the the differences that you would say are are noticeably different in your company in Australia from like you know a Canadian company and how we operate here um yeah so um uh there the Canadian uh, culture and the Canadian industry has developed like really good um, methods of um, avoiding RSI and um, safety standards and how to work it to get kind of like the best result out of uh, the planters. Um, and so we do apply some fundamental kind of fundamental rules like uh, the shift working, like we do uh, uh, three and ones and four and twos, because, uh, but a lot of companies in Australia just work Monday to Friday, and then you have the weekends off. But a you know, five day shift is, uh, can be pretty grueling. So um, yeah, we, we do do that uh, Canadian style of uh, the three and ones and four and twos. And in, in that way, it's similar. But um, everyone lives in houses here. We don't have um, any bush camps. Uh, sometimes if you're a bit remote, yeah, everyone will live in kind of like a, a barn or like a farmer's house together. Um, but that's not really the norm. Um, in terms of how it's different in the land, um, it's incredibly different. Um, but the country's also... Uh, really big. So you've got um, how they kind of set it all up in Australia was um, they, I guess at the, around the late 80s, early 90s, they started setting up these plantation hubs. And um, a lot of the planting that happens in Australia is um, plantation uh, planting. And uh, so they set these hubs up so that there would be a, a really good uh, timber industry for Australia uh, without having to impact the native bush any more than they had to. So in that way, I thought, well, it's a pretty good way of doing it. Like you don't have to touch the natural forest. There is still logging that happens of the natural forest, but um, a lot of it comes from plantations. So it is in a way tree farming. Um, and it is, um, they're converted sheep pastures or they're uh, converted uh, cane fields like sugar cane. And um, so you do get a lot of really prepped ground, but then you also get a lot of um, uh, not well cultivated ground kind of in the mountains um, in New South Wales um, where a lot of the forest fires were it's um, quite um, mountainous regions and you don't really get a lot of prepped ground there um, it still happens but um, for the most part across Australia, it is very cultivated and it's pretty quick planting. Um, you can't really compare it to too much in Canada because it's very unique. So, so I'm, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm, I'm really curious if there's, there's anything, um, cause obviously, you know, being part of management or just being an, a planter is like a way different ball game than, you know, than running a company and especially like really starting it from scratch. Um, is there anything that's really surprised you about sort of that whole process and about um, your company now? Um, I guess um, <laughs> how much uh, we've had to grow up. Um, yeah. Before starting the company, I was just like planting and traveling, planting and traveling. Um, and then we kind of just, I would say um, that I did a cannonball into adulthood. Uh, <laughs> so it kind of 
caught me off guard a bit how um, organized I had to be and how um, on it all the time we just have to be to make sure that everything runs smoothly. There's a lot of small things that constantly need to be addressed, you know, whether it's a, a plug on a trailer or a flat tire or um, someone needs a pay advance or we have to do payroll or pay for this thing or that thing. Um, and it's, it's just like a big juggling act to uh, run the business and uh, have the new, new family and try and kind of maintain a regular life when um, the season goes for 10 months. So it's not like you're just gone for a minute and then you can just come back and get back to the projects that you left off at. It's kind of like a, a full life commitment. Um, so I was kind of thinking that it was, it was going to be shorter. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take on this contract. I'll do like three or four months and uh, then can do other things. But as more opportunities presented themselves and we started expanding and taking on more contracts, um, the season has just progressively gotten longer and longer. And um, we're still really uh, in our infancy and um, still at that grassroots level. So it's just me and Tale uh, doing everything. Um, we do have a few management, um, but for the most part, we're kind of running the field and behind the scenes. So um, yeah, I guess that is what surprised me was just how impactful it was and how much it has overcome everything just because of the sheer length of the season. It, it just is life now. Yeah, and that was gonna be my next question. Um, you know, especially for the listeners who don't really know, like what, what does the season look like in Australia? And like, yeah, what are the months and how, how does it work there? Um, yeah, so um, kind of similar to Canada, where um, like in BC, you would start uh, in the south, uh, close to the US border and, and kind of start in the low-lying valleys and chase the, the frost going north. And then uh, you might find yourself in Fort Nelson or Smithers around uh, late July. Um, whereas here, uh, we chase the rain. So um, the, the summer rains and the summer cyclones uh, hit uh, Queensland um, around uh, November and Christmas. Uh, uh, this year with the, the drought and everything and the fires started later, but um, typically we uh, start in November and then carry through until um, around May and then the southern work starts happening in New South Wales and then kind of May, June, you're in New South Wales and then um, July, August, September, uh, you're down, down south in, in Victoria and then there's also planting in Tasmania as well. Um, so if you really wanted to, you can plant 12 months a year because there's always planting happening every month somewhere. But that's 10 months is good for me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, quite extensive and exhausting. <laughs> so you got to like <laughs> recuperate and rest at some point a little bit. Um, I'm curious, like how, how big you guys are right now. Um, so like, because what year exactly did Pacific start or did you guys get that first contract and then um what do you guys look like right now in terms of like your workforce i guess it's a bit different because we don't have camps and uh and i'm curious too if you if you have plans to keep expanding and to to do more contracts you know you mentioned it 
really in its its infancy right now. So I'm curious going forward what your what your intentions or your hopes are with it. Yeah, um in terms of where where we're going, where we want to go, um we like with with the new family we need to uh make sure that we don't overcommit ourselves because I'm a really uh strong believer in um completing what you say you're going to complete when you're gonna complete it by. Um and so trying to just grow and grow and grow uh is something that we were so keen to do until we had um Bodhi and uh he he's changed the game a little bit, but we definitely are um, wanting to expand. Uh, we have been expanding and growing the business uh, just year after year, and uh, we're getting to a pretty pretty good size right now. Um, but I would say we're going to take on a few more contracts and probably have uh, two crews operating simultaneously across the country and then if that's going well we'll just kind of add a third so um we constantly are um looking out for good managers uh who want to come on board with us and um if there are any um managers out there who are listening and they want to have an adventure and uh, come down to Oz. Um, there's lots of kind of opportunities for growth with us, and there's a lot of possibilities for um, visas and uh, working rights and things like that. So the as long as we have good managers um, who kind of are living up to the vibes that we're trying to put forward and um, treating people fairly and being organized and um, working for the planters instead of thinking that they work for them. Um, if we can find people like that, um, you know, we'll just keep on growing and um, keep on pushing. So uh, right now, uh, right now we have, 16 planters, um, a tree runner and a quality checker. Um, and we've got, um, uh, got kind of like 5 million trees or more for, uh, this upcoming planting season. Um, but there still is, uh, more bidding to do. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely put what's, uh, on our plate in the ground. Uh, but, past that i'm i'm not sure um but yeah we have a really good team now and we don't want to expand faster than our shoulders can carry it um and so if if we just grow steadily i think that um we'll be really successful into the future awesome and so you know for for planters foremen you know other management uh you know, coming from Canada and people who may be interested uh, listening in on, yeah, coming down and, um, you know, planting in Australia and, you know, working for you guys. Um, you know, what are some things that you can, that you can tell them to expect or to be prepared for in Australia, you know, especially with um, a lot of the differences that you've mentioned between, between planting in Australia versus say here in Canada? Um, yeah, well, um, def definitely would say bring a big hat. Um, it's pretty sunny. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, you kind of just need to, you, you don't need to bring your gear. Um, our, our gear is unique. Um, it's similar to, cause everything is planted in, uh, in trays. Um, so it's very similar to Quebec planting in that, um, where they have the cassettes. And, um, but 
we don't use those cowbells. Um, we've kind of designed our own uh, belts and uh, a lot of people want to bring their, their cream spoons that uh, they've used for five years and they, they're very attached to them and they bring their little shovel and then it just has to sit on the sidelines because um, uh, the big difference is um, a deep tree um, and it's it's really creamy ground but you've got to plant a really deep tree so uh, the cream spoon doesn't always uh, work that well so uh, people thinking about coming over um, you just really gotta gotta pack a bag um, bring some work gear um, some quick dry stuff um, you know Australia is a pretty developed country you can get pretty much anything here so all you have to do is really get over here and then get yourself set up um, uh, with us. Uh, we provide all uh, the planting gear. Um, so the belts, the shovels, um, we have our company shirts and people just kind of need, need boots and gear and just need to come over with um, kind of a good attitude and a willingness to pound and then that that's pretty much it it's pretty straightforward what does a work day look for you guys um because i know yeah it gets pretty hot so um and yeah if you guys are kind of staying separately and not maybe in a camp together um like how how does that you know what does a day look like yeah well um it like i was saying it, it it's a pretty big country and so as um as we shift down south the day is a bit different like kind of working hours wise um so right now we're we're in the summer and it's really pretty hot gets pretty pretty humid so um we're on the block at 4 45 a.m <laughs> um it's pretty early but you get used to it um so we're on the on the block at 4:45, um, planting by five o'clock, and um, yeah, you just go as hard as you can before um, that sun gets on top of you at kind of like 9:30, 10 o'clock. Um, so the planting day is typically from um, five until one, and then uh, we pack up and and head home um, just because that that afternoon sun is um, pretty hard to work through. And um, for safety reasons as well, we don't want um, people uh, getting uh, that much sun exposure. Um, so start early, end early. Um, but then in the winter time, it's kind of uh, your standard uh, Canadian times where it's you know seven until uh, three or four o'clock. And uh, yeah, so that's the, the main thing and um all the people staying in the different houses we we've got uh five five trucks uh, or utes down here and and they all just roll out with their trailers and just roll to the block and everyone just meets there do you find um you know a difference uh in the culture down there as well because you know when you're not spending you know not just the work hours but you know the time at home hours sort of with other planters because when you're in a bush camp of course you're you're with people all the time um, and kind of developing that that sense of family and community do you find that that's quite different down in Australia just because people tend to be more more segregated and like do you do you miss that or is it kind of is is there still a sense of community there it's just a little bit different um there definitely is um a sense of uh, community and um, the houses that we have or we stay at caravan parks and uh, you know everybody because it's much smaller crews you know you've got uh, uh, 10 to kind of 10 to 14 people on a crew so it's pretty small and it's pretty intimate so um, everybody does get really close um, it is definitely a different culture and, and I do miss it. I do miss um, the bush camps, you know, 
eating in the mess tent and um, grinding down shovels in the, the back of the uh, tool shed or um, smoking cigarettes by the office trailer. It's, um, it's, it's very unique in Canada and it's hard to replicate that. And I think that's actually a good thing because it's what makes planting in Canada um, so beautiful. Like it's, it's just such a unique part of Canadian culture that not everybody gets exposed to. And the only way that you can get exposed to it is if you're willing to work really hard and get yourself dirty. Um, so I think that's good. Um, we're just kind of doing our own culture down here um, and trying to bring as much of those positive vibes to the crews that we have here. Right on. Okay, well, to wrap up, um, I always like to ask everybody this question. Uh, what is one piece of advice you would give anyone who is considering going tree planting or will be going tree planting for their first time this season? Um, I, would, I would definitely say just do it. Um, and don't overthink it too much. <laughs> don't bring too much gear. Um, I remember, yeah, my, my first year, I went out with... Uh, my buddy Adam Greenwood and uh, his mom took us to uh, the forestry shop in Mississauga and we bought all matching gear, like matching raincoats and uh, matching boots. And we looked completely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we were so stoked and we were so excited uh, to be doing it. And um, he's still in the game. Um, he foreman's in Clearwater and um, yeah, the, um, the advice would just be to not overthink it and to go into it um, without any um, preconceived notions of what it's going to be and just go out and have the adventure that you want to have. Um, push yourself, um, challenge yourself to... Uh, go that extra step further than you think you can. And every time that you hit that goal that you set for yourself, and every time that you surpass your own expectations, not the expectations of other people, mm -hmm. get this incredible sense of accomplishment. Um, and you get this adrenaline rush. So. Um, don't shy away from it and um, just put your head down. Um, be friendly with everyone. It's like a competitive game, but it's also um, should only be competitive with yourself. And um, numbers don't matter, but they do. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, it's fun. It's a good time and anyone who is thinking about doing it and is nervous, um, just, just go and do it. And if you like it, do it more. And if you don't, do something else. Right on. Okay, well, Andrew, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and, and chatting with me today. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, thanks a lot. And um, I hope uh, anyone who is um interested in coming down to australia to to plant uh, get in touch with us and um we've got lots of information and um we can kind of guide people on their journey to come down here it's um it's a pretty good adventure it's a great way to um get your second year visa meet really um good people and uh we're just we're growing and um we just want good people to come along with us. And uh, so, yeah, if, if anyone out there wants to uh, jump on board, especially any managers, um, just give us a holler and, and we'd love to have a chat.
Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I hope you guys uh, continue to keep having a good season and yeah, I will talk to you soon and, and hopefully one day get down there and do some planting for you. Cause that'd be, that'd be super rad. <laughs> that would be awesome, Aaron. It'd be so cool. Um, we'd, we'd love to have you. And so if, if you're interested, yeah, come, come on down. Um, there's, going to be some really cool stuff happening um in in the coming years you know um they're they're still assessing um what has happened with all those fires and everything so mm. um there's there's more to come uh from all that um but it's it's a cool uh place and um i just want to thank you for um hosting this podcast again um because it's it's a great forum and i just love what's happening in the planting world right now and um all the changes that are happening and i'm glad that uh you're a part of it with um the planter forums that you were doing in ontario and now doing this podcast so um thanks for what you're giving back to the community so yeah just thanks awesome well yeah thank you and uh yeah we'll chat soon all right. See you later. Talk to you later.